second half of the People Show coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Welcome back to the show. Locked us on the way here. Big Six, guys, name and dudes uh, on the way to wrap up the show. Busy weekend in the lower mainland. Whatever you want, you got something. Whitecaps uh, hosting the playoff game. BC Lions hosting the playoff game. Our Vancouver Giants as well. Tonight you'll hear them on the airwaves. They're on the road. Tomorrow they are back at home. Uh, getting ready to play Kamloops tomorrow. Let's talk about it with Manny Viveros, who joins us now, your Vancouver Giants head coach. Manny, how are you? Good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, look, there's a bunch of stuff on the ice I do want to touch on uh, with you, but just the other day uh, it was made official by the WHL uh, about mandatory neck guards. Uh, just your thoughts on the process that's been uh, going on here over the past two weeks of the conversation across the hockey world. Yeah, no, obviously, you guys, it, it's a it's a great move from our league uh, to be proactive and make it mandatory. Uh, as far as tomorrow is concerned, everybody uh, in our league is are, are going to be uh, uh, not not are made to wear them tomorrow, which is which is I think is a great ruling from our league. I really like how they're being proactive on that, and unfortunately, it it, it takes a tragedy sometimes to to, to bring change, and uh, um, you know it's. Just terrible what happened to this young man uh, overseas, and uh, you know, it's something if we could do something, anything to help our kids, uh, no matter what level of hockey it is or sport, to make them safer. Um, you know, it's our ability as, as you know, as coaches or or executives or, or you know, people who own the teams to make sure that can happen. What's been the dialogue like with the players? Because usually when we see changes like this happen, it comes at the the, the younger level, and it takes time to to have it infiltrate at the pro level. Now, some of the, the, the NHL players are trying to take the lead on this, but we usually see it at the younger level. So, so what's been the dialogue been like with the players? Well, you know, again, after, you know, what happened uh, two weeks ago, um, I haven't heard one uh, negative comment from anybody as far as uh, going forward. Um, again, unfortunately, it, uh, such a tragedy did happen. And the kids uh, today with social media all saw that. And that's... Uh, a good reminder of uh, sometimes in this sport, it can be at times dangerous, very rarely, but at times it can be. And uh, I haven't heard one, uh, any pushback from any of the players at all. And they're all willing to uh, uh, wear this and they're just going to make themselves that much more, uh, you know, uh, comfortable and, and much more um, feel secure while they're out there on the ice here too. So I actually think the next step guys will be risk arts. And I know the kids right. are all wearing these uh, Kevlar uh cut proof socks now and I think the next move will probably be also without getting ahead of myself you're probably these wristbands also too everybody saw what happened to Vander Kane last year and uh, you know thank god he's okay but that's something that could happen with you know with today's game with the skates and how sharp they are these blades they're they're knives actually uh, well, appreciate your thoughts on that. Uh, I want to get back to what's happening with your team. Again, uh, it's a very interesting weekend. You played Wenatchee twice, played Kamloops twice. Here you are, you know, 14 games in the season. Uh, what do you try to pick up from the first two meetings against the Wild? Well, you know what? They're, 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 sneaky, they're sneaky really good. You know, if that, they've, I've uh, seen enough tape of them now. This is the third time we've seen them. And, uh, you know, there's, there's still a bit of a, uh, quite a bit of a carryover from the team last year that was obviously very successful too. And you can see that in their group and how they play the game. And uh, obviously their new coach, Roy Sumner in here too, has certainly added some new energy to that group also too. I know Roy from a long time, for a long time, and he's an excellent coach here and his players have really have, have embraced him. Um, but you know, that, uh, that winning tradition they've had over the last couple of years is, is carrying over to this year too. 
and uh, they're formidable opponents, no question about it, too. So we're going to have to be really good, to, uh, you know, for us to get points tonight, too. But I do really like the way our kids are developing. Um, you know, I say this all the time, and that we're we're such a young group here. Uh, but the way our kids are absorbing and understanding of what it takes to to be successful in the Western Hockey League, and I'm not always saying it's wins or losses, but what it takes to to become uh, an everyday player, uh, a player you know, practice with school, managing your school, your off ice, and everything has to do with being involved in the Western Hockey League. I really like the way our young players are maturing. Uh, I want to ask you about one of those uh, players, Matthew Edwards. Uh, you know, kind of makes his season debut as well. Uh, <laughs> something you like to see, I imagine, uh, with a little bit of physicality as well. Yeah, he certainly brings us a, a, a sandpaper edge to our group here. Um, you, you saw it right away from our first game in Tri Cities. Uh, they certainly need opposition. No one is on the ice. You have to be aware of it. And uh, what I like about Matthew is he just plays the game really hard. And uh, he's he's kind of got a bull rush me- mentality. Uh, he's not going to go around you, but he's going to go through you. And he plays the game fair. And uh, he's you know he's, he's he's kind of a throwback. Uh, you know how the, the game is played from power forwards from from years before. But I just love his attitude, and he's such a bright young man, and he's just a, a real. Uh, a, a pleasant addition to our group when we had him back here and you can see our players uh, the energy that he brought back to our room as soon as he stepped on the ice in Tri-City you, you mentioned the kind of the youth of the group is, is that why like the first like you know 15-20 games is really important to try to hey get your eyes open and, and, and this is what the WHL is like and, and then try to work on the rest of the game as the season progresses 100% guys it, it's such a transition um, you know, from the, a lot of these players are playing, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the academies the year before, um, or under under 16 uh, uh, teams uh, throughout Western Canada, and then you get to uh, to the Western Hockey League, which is uh, basically, uh, you know, calling a miniature NHL as far as how uh, you know the organizations run run their teams. Uh, how you practice, you know, everything as far as uh, um, the amenities that we, we help these kids try to be get to that next level here. So it's a lot going on. It's it, it's a lot of, uh, you know, the you know the, a lot of the system stuff that we throw at these kids is, is new to these kids. Um, it's a lot that they have to absorb. And again, the biggest thing for me um, is a lot of these players, you know, the first time being away from home. Um, and just having to be able to, you know, to manage their 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 time on and off the ice, more more off the ice as far as schooling and 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 making sure you get proper rest away from the rink and make sure you're eating properly, taking care of yourself. So these young uh, these young kids, these athletes are incredible young men at a young age of what they're doing here. But it is a lot. It certainly is, and uh, I'm really happy the way that our kids are, uh, you know, you know, uh, maturing and, and morphing into that. Uh, you know, a, a veteran player at a very young age here. So that's something really encouraging. That's what we wanted to see from this group here. So, uh, Joining us here on the People Show, it's Manny Viveros for your Vancouver Giants head coach. Uh, they're back at home tomorrow. Uh, you'll hear the game tonight against Wenatchee on our airwaves, 6 o'clock pregame show tomorrow against Kamloops, VancouverGiants.com slash tickets. Again, I mentioned you've played the Blazers already twice. I'll ask you the same question with the Wild. Uh, what do you take away from those first two games going into tomorrow? You know, same thing. Uh, you look at Kamloops over the last couple of years of kind of that championship pedigree that they've, uh, you know, they've uh, developed on that group there, being one of the top teams in in the Western Hockey League in Canada over the last couple of years. So you still see that uh, how they play. Um, 
they're uh, you know they're a very direct team, a kind of a, a smash mouth type of team that uh, they'll come after you, and they uh, they make no bones about it. They're gonna, you know they're going to make it real tough for you to get to your own net, and they're going to try to get to your net too. So it's uh, we we like it. Uh, our group really enjoys that, and I think it's uh, we, last time we played them, we played really well uh, with that type of style too. So that's something that's really. Um, Again, for for a young group here to be able to 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 play a team that is that type of style and not be intimidated was really uh, really uh, important for our group to understand that they're able to play that type of style and uh, come out on top. The last time we played them, I wanted to ask you about that. You're, you're here, you know, 14, 15 games in the season now. Uh, what what style of team do you feel like you're 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 starting to craft as the identity of the group? Well, I, I like, you know, we do, we have some offensive ability. There's no question about it. Our kids are at a young age, which is really exciting. Um, that's something from my understanding that has been kind of lacking over the last uh, uh, a couple of seasons here. But some of these players that have been before have been contributing. And also some of our, our younger kids, the first-year players, have also shown some uh, really elite uh, uh, skill level at this at this age group here so that's been really uh really really encouraging we want to be a team that's you know plays real fast and gets in on the four check and then extends ozone time when we're playing oppositions there so we're not quite there yet but but like i said before we're we're getting we're i like the where we're going and the way we're we're as a young group maturing it in that direction You're like it's going to take some time here though but uh i still like to see uh, the style that we're playing and that the kids are understanding what we need to do uh for our group together uh to be successful hey manny we really appreciate it uh we're looking forward to hearing it tonight pregame show starting at six o'clock and uh, best of luck in wenatchee thanks guys always a pleasure that's uh manny viveroche from your vancouver giants uh, again tonight on the road against the wild six o'clock on our airwaves pregame show puck drop at seven tomorrow as well you can head over to the langley event center uh for the game against Kamloops. vancouvergiants.com slash tickets all right it's a friday you know what we do uh we got 10 minutes left in the show uh we got to get to it it's big six good teams win great teams cover take it to the house it's big six Still looking for that one big week. Haven't had a, an egregious week either, but it's uh, it's been death by a thousand cuts throughout this course of the season. 20, 26, and two on the season. Let's get to it for week nine. Chiefs minus one and a half versus the Dolphins. It's a step up in class for the Dolphins. We've done this before. They just can't hang and they get pushed around. I will say though, Chiefs run D, it's going to get tested here. The travel schedules aren't easy. Kansas City, I believe, traveled later into Germany than Miami, uh, but it's my, my Mahomes on a short number uh, versus an unimpressive defense. They're getting healthy, but Mahomes is just another level this season. I see him under a field goal as a favorite neutral field. I'm going to back him. I'm going to lay the points. Chiefs win 30 to 24. Browns minus eight and a half versus the Cardinals. I don't love laying a big number, but the Cardinals are bad. Let's just put it that way. They needed 10 points late to cover last week. Onside kick, all that versus the Ravens. That was at home. Now they travel to Cleveland, whose defense needs a get-right game. They've given up two big numbers in a row, Seattle, Indianapolis. They got Baltimore and Pittsburgh on deck, two divisional games. You got to get focused here in this spot. Limit the cards as much as possible. Deshaun comes back, hopefully takes a bit of burden off that passing game in general. I'm laying the points. Browns win big, 24-9. Seahawks plus five and a half at the Ravens. It's just too many points for me. I I love what the Ravens are putting together. They cooled off last week by not finishing that game. They got divisional games coming up on deck. 
and this just num this number is just a bit too high for me. Seahawks getting healthier too, but I'm playing the number. Take the points. Seahawks cover. Ravens win 21-18. Raiders minus one and a half versus the Giants. Yeah, the Raiders. I'd love for this to be an underdog, but I'm going to play the new coach bounce here on a short number versus a bad team. You'll get a committed performance from a bunch of guys that want to prove their old coach wrong, and it sure seems like Josh McDaniels wasn't all that liked in that locker room with the vibes there this week. That's it. It's a bad game. It's a trash game. You might not even watch it this weekend, but they got to play it out. It's an NFL-sanctioned game. Someone's going to win. Lay the points. Raiders win 17-13. Eagles, minus three versus the Cowboys. If the Cowboys can prove they can hang with the heavyweights, then Mia Culpa, I'll buy back into them. But I'm not convinced right now. This team, I think, has a ceiling that can't touch with the Eagles. Cowboys pass rush really needs to get going as a whole unit. This isn't the matchup to, to try to do that either against the Eagles offensive line. Jalen Hurts is a bit of concern right now versus, you know, with the injury. But you get yourself right for these types of games. They win this game. They win the division. Then you can manage the pain for the next eight weeks and get ready for the playoffs. But you get this one, the division's basically over. So tough it out. Eagles win. I'm laying the points. They win 27-21. Last one. Jets plus three and a half versus the Chargers. Does anyone trust the Chargers as a road favorite over a field goal? I'm not entirely convinced the better team is even favored. The Chargers might have the best player in this game in Justin Herbert, but the Jets have the best unit in this game with their defense. I get the better unit. I get the best coach. The key is going to be turnovers, and Chargers kind of middle of the road in takeaways this season. I'm going to take the points. Jets win on Monday night. In an upset, 17-14. So that is Chiefs minus 1.5, Browns minus 8.5, Seahawks plus 8.5, Raiders minus 1.5, Eagles minus 3, and Jets plus 3.5. It is the people show uh, on Fridays. We've been loving this one. Uh, we, we ask you to start texting in some names of, of players to go down memory late on. And uh, Ben Elon back in the studio here. Uh, I'll tell you this. If, if this segment lives on for five years, guys, I think we'll look at last night's game and say, hey, hey, let's remember some San Jose Sharks. And I think there's going to be a bunch of us being like, hey, remember uh, Fabian Zetterlin, that time he scored the goal against in a 10-1 game? It, 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 last night was full of guys naming dudes players. And so I thought today, San Jose Sharks. That's what we need to do for guys naming dudes. Uh, 650, 650, start sending in your San Jose Sharks. Uh, I'll kick things off here, guys. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Got to wait for that music. Uh, I will go with uh, Kyle McLaren. I don't know if you guys remember Kyle McLaren, but there was a time those San Jose Sharks had some ferocious blue lines. And uh, Kyle McLaren, chief among them. Uh, you can throw in, like, a... Mike Rathji as well, but it was it was it was scary to go up against the Sharks there for a while. Uh, six fifty, six fifty for guys naming dudes. Uh, text in yours, San Jose Sharks. Uh, Vesa Toscala coming in as well. Yeah, another goalie for me, Bick. Of getting a He's oh, a yeah, classic shark shout. for me. Get yeah yeah absolutely, and, and you know they, they had so many guys. We had the Vesa Toscala one, Mika Kiprasov there. It was just, they had that string of players that were just unstoppable. How about uh, the uh, 2010 Olympic line of 
uh, Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, and Danny Heatley. Danny non-stop. Heatley. Nonstop. Um, you know the other one, Dan Boyle? This is a, a stupid inside joke. Also on that team. Yeah, me and a couple of friends used to call Dan Boyle future all-star. Because when he was Tampa, it's like, this guy's fantastic, he's good, future all-star Dan Boyle. But he was a little bit older, and then finally he made, makes the, the Western all-star team. And we had to, like, retire the joke. Because it was like, he finally he finally made it. But uh, Dan Boyle is always a future all-star to me. Uh, 650, 650. A lot of Mike Ricci texts coming in. Mike Ricci. Uh, the most beautiful man in the NHL. Uh, that one text coming in. Uh, Chef Swagger uh, texting in. Jeff Friesen. I, I had a lot of Jeff Friesen cards growing up. That's a good shout uh, coming in. Uh, 650, 650. Pat Falloon, of course. Pat Falloon. Uh, second overall, Pat Falloon. Uh, Owen Nolan coming in. Pointing at the corner in the All-Star game. Owen Nolan. How about uh, a young Steve Bernier? Oh, good pull. Bernier before he arrived in Vancouver. How about an old Jeremy Roenick? Yeah, yeah. Um, Bernier, and who was the other winger that was called? Milan Mahalik. I feel like they were kind of like simultaneously on the way up. Uh, Bernier and Mahalik. Milan Mahalik. I haven't thought about Milan Mahalik. Was he in the Ottawa trade? Was was he part of that? Uh, Mahalik? Was he in the Heatley trade? He must have. Yeah, he, he must have been. He, he did play in Ottawa. It, it must have been part of that trade. Um, you got to figure it was. That's a blast yeah, from was. the past. Wow. Yeah. Jonathan Chichu was part of that trade. A lot of people texting in Jonathan Chichu, 650, 650. Yeah. Devin said another good one. Can't forget about Christian Erhoff. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Christian Erhoff. Rob Team Blake. Salami. Yeah. Rob Blake was the captain in. Tw- was he the captain oh, in 2011? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, big! Uh, hey, look, sign your text if you want credit. But we already forgot this one. Uh, Yannick Hansen. H- how could we forget? Uh, Kelly Kissio. That's true. Part of the expansion team, uh, San Jose Sharks. I had a lot of Kelly Kissio hockey cards growing up. There's always, like, random players you get a lot of. I had a lot of Kit Miller as well growing up. Kelly Kissio was definitely one I had a ton of. Uh, Sandis Ozilich. That's a good one. Trying to keep up with the inbox right now. Uh, Vlasic. Yep. Uh, that one's from uh, TJ in the Valley. Uh, 650, 650. Gold Oven, of course. Uh, Alan McCauley. Artis Urbe. Look at the the success they had in goal for so long. Artis Urbe. Kiprasov. Although, Kiprasov made his name elsewhere. Uh, Toscala. Non-stop there. Sandis Ogilent. Uh Vinny Danfus. Yep. Good shout. Good shout. Rafi Torres. Uh, and Johnny Max is the greatest. Rafi Torres uh, coming in. All right. That was a lot. Oh, Igor Larionov. Uh, I can forget that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nolan texting. I think Nolan was the one that said, uh, I signed my text. Give me credit. There we go. Uh, all right, another uh, rousing edition of uh, Guys Name and Dudes. I'm telling you, we'll be doing this segment in uh, in 2027, and we'll do San Sharks again. And we're just going to look at last night's game and just say, boy, was there a bunch of Guys Name and Dudes potential in that game. Uh, just, just some people stoked six years from now to mention Ryan Carpenter. That's what's going to happen. Uh, all right, 
Fun stuff here on a Friday edition. Uh, I'm back tomorrow, of course, on the Dallas Stars uh, Canucks game. Satyar Shaw, Dan Riccio, they're on the way. They are at the Canucks Autism Network Pro-Am, so they are also in the traveling Kintech studio today. Uh, they are on the way to wrap up, uh, which should be a fun week for your Vancouver Canucks, uh, Canucks Central, minutes away here on Sportsnet 650.